Finally happened just hours ago, the successful liftoff of the H-2A rocket carrying Japan's Muna Sniper. It's a lunar lander as well as a new X-ray satellite telescope. Uh, the satellite telescope is called CRISM, already in Earth orbit and will study galaxy clusters, black holes and the chemical makeup of the universe. Japan's smart lander for investigating the moon, or SLIM, or S-L-I-M, will arrive in lunar orbit in a few months and attempt a soft landing on the moon using high-precision vision-based navigation landing technology. Apparently that's how it gets the nickname Moonstein. Joining us now from Houston, Texas, is retired NASA astronaut Leroy Chow. Good to have you with us. Good to be here. Okay, so this truly was a moment of truth for the Japanese space program. Three delays for this mission, a year of setbacks and you know, failures, uh, to say nothing of India's success last month with their lunar lander. So the pressure was really on here, and, and I guess they pulled it off. So how, how successful is this? What does this mean for, for the Japanese space program and also for, for space travel in general? Sure. Well, this, this is a big deal for them. This is their first lunar probe they're trying to launch. They've successfully launched it, but they're not out of the woods. They've still got to get it to a soft landing on the moon. So the main purpose of this mission primarily is to actually soft land successfully on the moon. They do have some scientific instruments, but uh, the main goal was to you know, establish Japan as a lunar power, if you will. Okay, and this is a twofer here, this mission. There's a new X-ray telescope. There's also that lightweight, right. high-precision moon lander. Which one do you want to talk about first? Which one? I'm sorry, which one what? Which one do you want to talk about first, the lander or the telescope? Oh, well, either one. <laughs> okay, let's go about uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the lander. Uh, Space.com sure. says it will take a long, looping, and fuel-efficient route to the moon, finally reaching lunar orbit three to four months from now. It'll be another month or so before attempting a touchdown. Uh, and that's a big shift towards being able to land where we want and not just where it is easy to land, as had been the case before. So again, why is this so important when it comes to not just exploring the moon, but future exploration of other planets? And, and just how difficult is, is this? What are the, what they're trying to do here? Well, trying to land on the moon is not a simple task. Only four countries have done so, so far. And there have been multiple failures by others. And so anyway, <clears throat> this is a big deal for Japan to establish that they have the technology to do this. Uh, the fact that they're taking a couple of months to get there shows that they're conserving their fuel. Uh, but, you know, as you mentioned, the image-based, um, you know, the data source being image-based is a big deal because if you remember on Apollo 11, Neil Armstrong was coming down under the autopilot and they were, it, the autopilot was taking them to a big boulder and he had to take manual control and fly away from it. And so that's kind of what this vision landing system is going to do. It's going to look for the obstructions that weren't anticipated and hopefully be able to make adjustments and avoid any kind of problem. Okay, well, the main payload was the X-ray telescope, uh, which according to NASA, a new generation of high-resolution X-ray imaging that will help scientists and astronomers better study stars and galaxies, including particles launched at near light speed by supermassive black holes at the centres of galaxies. Can you translate what that means? <laughs> yeah, so this is an, uh, an important observatory. Um, like all the other observatories, they complement each other on the kinds of data that they bring back. 
helps the astronomers and the astrophysicists put together an accurate picture or as, as good as possible a picture of the observable universe. So obviously being the X-ray spectrometer, it, it operates in that band, in the X-ray band. And so it complements the other telescopes, the visual, the optical ones that actually see the same things that we see as humans, you know, visible light. Um, also, you know, radar astronomy, there's uh, infrared astronomy, which the Webb telescope is really famous for, and ultraviolet. So, I mean, there are a number of different kinds of observatories, and this is an important addition to that constellation. Just very quickly, you know, if you know, if you listen, if you go back in history, you know, President Reagan, uh, President George W. Bush, President Trump, they've all talked about returning to the moon, but not just going up there for a day or two, but you know, recently to, to build a colony there. A lot of other countries are now interested in sending up some kind of permanent base on the moon. How close are we to that becoming a reality? We're still a ways off. I mean, we haven't sent humans back to the moon since 1972. Uh, we are now starting to land some new next generation spacecraft on the moon, uh, some of them successfully, some not. And so it's a little bit of a relearning process. And so I would look to the future, NASA, of course, SpaceX, uh, maybe in collaboration. This is gonna be a big deal. Uh, the moon is kind of a stepping stone towards Mars. So if we're serious about pushing farther out, uh, the moon is an important part of that. Leroy, great to have you with us. Thanks so much, Leroy Chow there uh, from Houston. My pleasure, thank you.